Hey guys, welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. And this is Kenny. And this week, we're talking about Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson and Colors by Mike Spicer. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a full Daniel Warren Johnson joint Mm -hmm. where he did the story and the line work for this thing. And um, it's pretty dope. It was about four issues and it came out through Black Label. The mm-hmm. DC's latest attempt at being edgy and cool for cool teens. And I thought it was interesting <laughs> that they, they kept it to four issues. I feel like usually yeah. you'd, you'd see five. You know what I mean? Yeah, like five is the norm. So I thought it was very uh, strange that it was kind of just like a four-issue little run. They were, I think they were oversized is the thing. So gotcha. each four, each of the fourth four issues were about a, a little bit longer. Um, but just recently, I, I just wanted to bring this up at the top. Mm-hmm. Marvel has allowed the same kind of Daniel Warren Johnson mm-hmm. treatment to him again and he's done a beta ray bell book oh five, really? five issues and so yeah I, eventually we'll get around to that but um yeah i i thought that they the idea was very comparable where it's like you know why don't you go wild on this character yeah. for, for a bit you know i actually when we started reading this i was expecting there to be five issues yeah honestly. yeah no definitely yeah. um but yeah no i mean this came out I think it collected this year, 2021. Oh, okay, so this is pretty new. Oh, okay. It's pretty new, yeah. yeah. Copyrights 2021 or 2020. Ma- yeah, maybe it originally came out 2020, but I think collected it came out this year. Yeah. Um, I, I want to start this off real quick by mm-hmm. saying that I'm actually a huge Wonder Woman fan. Mm. Oh. Um, I, I just like strong women, man. And Wonder Woman's the strongest woman. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Is she? Oh, sorry. Hold, hold for applause. Um, (laughs) no but uh yeah no i mean this is this is a pretty good look at wonder woman Mm -hmm. from well a different type of lens than we're typically shown and i think it was awesome to just put up top uh it was great for uh, our halloween kind of theme we're doing right now i wanted to like throw that out a little early on that this is halloween episode we're doing so (laughs) this one we were a little more nervous on we weren't sure if it was totally gonna hit like the spooky side of those things and it totally did yeah i think the level of body horror and just overall uh like apocalyptic horror that we have to imagine going on in this world is enough to be like, Ooh, that's, that's a spooper. Yeah. For no, sure. So, uh, and obviously it's a very different look at what I would imagine. Wonder woman is, you know, very traditionally kind of written as, yeah. you know, this is a very, very different, uh, Diana. I feel like we we have to be kind of experiencing. Yay. Nay. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was honestly really thrown off at first about everything going on. Um, I was happy that they kind of just drag you into it yeah, right away. You don't sure. really get a chance to be like, what's going on? It just starts happening, starts mm-hmm. unraveling pretty quick. Since it's four issues only, um, they're able to do that and yeah. bring you along for the story as easy as possible. And each issue kind of felt like it was its own piece mm-hmm. of yes. the story. And that's another thing that I really liked that Daniel Warren Johnson did in this book, uh, DW, DWJ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he he was able to do a lot of like clean flashbacks and like tell the story in a very compelling way that Mm -hmm. wasn't like just, you know, giving it all to you head on, you know? And and I thought it was very cool that, um, there was a trope of one woman having amnesia and not understanding why the world's come to this be, to, to be this way. Um, so for those of you that aren't, that haven't read it, that are listeners, um, to this episode, obviously, uh, this is a post-apocalyptic look at the DC universe, but if Diana was the only survivor, pretty much, of the heroic age. Right. Um, how do you guys feel about that aspect right off the bat, where we really don't see any other living superheroes? Um, I, was, I was curious. I was super curious the entire time to see how they got rid of Superman. Yeah. And then the way they show that, it's just beautiful. Yeah. I thought it was great. No, very true. What did you think? Um, no, I mean, I, I like that idea. And I was basically in that same boat of being like, okay, well, they're going to have to explain away some other <laughs> unkillables, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah. to make any of this kind of make sense. And there's even a couple of other DC heroes. I'm still kind of like, I mean, this would have killed them. I wouldn't the Flash have been able to just like move so fast <laughs> the bomb didn't affect him, you know? Like, I don't know. Maybe, so, yeah. <laughs> there's just even others that I'm like, what? I mean, this and is... obviously when you said it's four issues, so we don't have the time to yeah. delve into mm-hmm. every other hero. I mean, same Green Lantern, you know? But, yeah. Um, so just to plain be like, they all die, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this idea. I love, I like post-apocalyptic. That's big for me. When we read Coda, I loved it, you know? Yeah. So anything that throws us into that, like, 
everything's fucked and this is where we live now mm-hmm. I, I i can usually eat it up pretty good uh and so and but i like diana being the the hero to be in this um one question i had and i don't know if either of y'all have the information is mm-hmm. another trope we get throughout this is that her power or her gauntlets oh, right. are more of like dampeners yeah to right. her power is that ever been a thing before this that was something that they I'm decided aware. to yeah, just because not... usually they're just like her little ding ding yeah. little <laughs> reflectors right Exactly, yeah. No, I don't ever remember that being a part of the comics. But I love Wonder Woman as a character, and I've read a lot about her. Mm-hmm. But I haven't delved too deep into some of her comics. So, so I can't even tell you for sure. Yeah, so whether you know? that was something that was pre-designed or whether um, uh, D. Johnson over here decided mm-hmm. to um, make it up himself, it works perfectly for it drove the rationale. The story. You yeah, know, yeah, it drives yeah. the story greatly. and But it gives us an, uh, an, an easy out on how where Superman would have gone and right. things like that. True. That, you know, so that was where I think the writing was in very intelligently done to create this apocalypse where it would just be Diana. Yeah. You know, like all the math has been shown to us perfectly mm-hmm. in this in this uh, story. I wanted to ask you because you mentioned the post-apocalyptic thing. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that that's more so true whenever it's genres mixed like this, where it is superhero and post-apocalyptic, or in Coda's instance, it's fantasy and post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that that's more so than versus like a Fallout, which well, I yeah, guess Fallout is even or still kind of I mean, Mad Max yeah. or you know, it, it, I am Legend. I don't know, like what? what how do you versus feel like, like a, what a real apocalypse would be like for yeah. us, which would be like The Road, which would be <laughs> terrible, <laughs> just or scared like, of everybody else, Book of Eli or yeah, whatever, rummaging through garbage. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I think you're probably right. I I can uh, what am I saying? Uh, romanticize apocalypses because they're always so much more fun when there's you know new things that have been created from it running around um but i just like the idea of humanity having to start over you know i think that is always such a good baseline for a story because it can create well one through apocalypse you can so easily be like oh radiation we have monsters now that's (laughs) such an easy trope to follow but um even beyond that humanity having to start from scratch having had access to technology that they've had taken away from them i just love those struggles i love to read and experience those struggles because it's just something that uh you want to believe like i could handle that (laughs) this all went down i'd be the one you know makeshifting weapons and getting by and bringing people into my camp you know (laughs) speaking speaking of like humans being advanced in technology and then having to work backwards Mm -hmm. from there um when the part where they're like all uh, waiting for the what, what are they called? Hydras? Mm-hmm. I, I, Hadras? I guess Hadras. there was Hydra, yeah, but it's just like a, a weird, little different. Yeah, I'm gonna say Hydra. Yeah, that's fine. So when they're waiting for it, <laughs> oh, when they're waiting for the <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Jeff, <laughs> for the Hadras to come out, and they're like all in armor. Uh huh. Because of the armor. I'm totally expecting them to have fucking bows and arrows and oh, true, yeah. and swords and, and stuff like, like that. And then yeah, and then they all have submachine guns, assault rifles, like just <laughs> random weapons that might potentially still be around. Mm-hmm. You know, another uh, tiny hole that I always see done in in these kind of post apocalyptic things that uh, Last Man on Earth has kind of fucking spoiled and rotten for me. Gasoline. Is gasoline. Yes, because it fucking goes bad yeah. pretty so, fast. Actually, thank you, Will Forte, for making that a reality <laughs> that we would have to consider. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, can you keep gasoline good if you, like, run it through a mixer with, like, I, I imagine know, if like it's a bowling ball or something. I, I think it has to keep moving kind yeah, of thing. So yeah, you would maybe. run it in like a concrete oh, like mixture a concrete with a couple of bowling balls or something. I was going to say, I'm, I'm curious how much like, oxygen no, no exposure has to do with True. it. So if it's in like right. a pressurized tank, something where it's, you know, like mm-hmm. there, there's no oxygen exposure, how long can it last for us? You know, like I'm curious, yeah, how it has to be contained in, you know, ways that it could last right. longer than others. Because um, they're it pulling pressure. it right out of tanks you know yeah. from like gas stations and stuff which yeah is just a basically a big metal container that's just been buried underground yeah. and so it like ends up being like slosh and, mm-hmm. and no i think good. it even rusts the rust oh, and destroys the inside of the container is what ends up contaminating i'm sure it's, part it's of it. i totally feel corrosive. like i get, totally feel like looking it up right now we get, we get that, <laughs> we get that chunky gasoline yeah yeah the fucking milkshake gasoline but so when we first we see this, I thought that our introduction to Diana was so well constructed yes. too, because yes. I like the mm-hmm. idea of obviously Gotham being like New York or this big city. Mm-hmm. It would be like a big ruined area that you would go and scavenge into. So it 
And it makes sense that that would be the big area that's already been explored. So let's explore a little bit outside that area. Yeah. What do you find there? But fucking Bruce Wayne's fucking manor. Yes. And, you know, well, I, dude, I love the, I love the way we find his corpse. And I love when we finally we get the reveal how, on how it, he yeah. got there. Because oh, I was sure. super bummed. I was like, how did, how did he you, die on the like couch? That, yeah. Yeah. How did he die just sitting there? I, uh, <laughs> I did change my screensaver on my phone. Oh. I, I found a picture online and... And saved it as my uh, screensaver <laughs> of just oh I was gonna say Wolverine, Wolverine? <laughs> of uh, uh, Batman Batman you found the, you found <laughs> just the panel dead online. yeah <laughs> just dead on there and I thought it was it, I actually really loved that picture yeah I thought it was beautiful was because like everybody's like okay but I bet Batman's still alive because right. you know people would be and that's just easy way to just write him off he's dead dude get yeah. over it yeah. for sure you know. He's gone. Another yeah, thing. Exactly. Another thing that's kind of lightly touched in the dialogue of this, because everything is obviously dialogue. We get every reveal through dialogue, yeah. pretty yes. much, uh, unless it's like Batman's corpse. Yeah. Um, but it, they they say that this has been at least a couple centuries since this happened. Yeah, and so like obviously, like if Barry Allen, I guess. If he, I guess, if he absorbs the speed force, he could. If a writer writes him that way, age slower or something. Yeah, theoretically, like, yeah, kind of like Captain America, how he age, he can technically age a little slower. Exactly, but I guess my argument is is here is that Daniel Warren Johnson has written it to where like, well, it's been two hundred years. Everyone has to be pretty. It doesn't much dead. matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They all or, like, died. The Spectre has gone to a different planet that's like humans yeah. or something. You know, just just stuff like that where you're like, oh well, the ones who survived found something else to do at exactly. this point. <laughs> the or only only thing died. that would survive were the beings that were pretty much immortal. Immortal. Yeah. Um, but not like Superman's kind of immortal because Superman sense, yeah. does kind of age and die. Mm-hmm. Um, but but like kind of like mythically yeah immortal because this comic obviously has a lot to do with the gods and the greek gods and yeah. stuff like that because she's she's essentially a god well wonder woman let's talk so. about the one character from the dc universe that does somehow survive this double centuries mm-hmm. being cheetah right i, I thought that it. was crazy i, I fucking love she looks so dope i love post-apocalyptic cheetah. I'm, i i'm sad that it took horrible torture and experimentation uh-huh. to get her that way but damn it barbara you look fucking sick <laughs> Dude, she's so you're, swole your fucking cheetah arm you're a fucking bodybuilder now like, literal what? cheetah arm <laughs> <laughs> the, and you see that whenever they're experimenting on her there's like other cheetah hanging around yeah. i wonder what they're thinking like can we splice more cheetahs yeah. to her like can we make her more cheetah <laughs> yeah and I, I want to say that that's what they did. They're mm-hmm. like, let's just fucking replace our arm with a cheetah. <laughs> yeah, who cares? Let's double down on the cheetah DNA and see just what we get. She's Miss yeah. Cheetah. Miss Cheetah. That's a cheetah oh, girl man. if I've ever seen one. But Dude, no, I really sure. thought she looked great. I thought she was a great... Um, sidekick. Sidekick and one yes. in a story device for this uh, as true. someone who could bring something of past Diana back. You know, true. so we weren't mm-hmm. just stuck with pure... I don't know who I am. Wonder Woman the whole time. We did have one thing she could truly connect to her past, you yeah. know, and I did really enjoy that. Um, and but yeah, both being a villain and sidekick, I fucking every scene Barbara was in, I was like, this is this is it. It's dope. And my problem is, I mean, I'm sure y'all have both seen Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's 84. Eight, it's 84. It is 84. 87. Anyway. Um, <laughs> 69. Wonder Woman in the 80s. Yeah. Um, Older Wonder Woman. I just, I honestly hated how <laughs> oh yes Cheetah was in that movie yes. how barbara was in that movie um it was ne- just extremely corny yeah and not even necessarily i mean yeah she was written very corny which is fine because it's comic booky but once we even got to like how she looked you know oh. what i mean even like the cgi they chose for it i was just a little bummed out because i felt like it was just like uh let's just make her skin cheetah colored and we'll put like a kind of <laughs> kind of like a big collar on her you know yeah. like i don't know so i, I think you. I think they could have doubled down and made her this gruesome in the movie, and I'd be like, "Oh, now I'm on board because of, mm-hmm. you know it's like it would have it would have leaned into the fact that what was happening to her was like a horrible curse, you know." Right. So yeah. that was funny enough. Something I really thought about looking at this. I was like, "They should have done this in the movie. It would have been so cool to like see how much it was like what she wanted, but not really, like, you know, like, like you know, careful what you wish for, yeah, kind and of like thing. A, in like a gruesome way. Yeah, you know? that would been cool. Um, so. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely agree. This book feels like it's going to hit the same kind of marker 
that like um oh damn i wish i had a fucking soda uh, i'll get one after the break <laughs> yeah. um no but i feel like this book has hit the same kind of marker that all-star superman has or uh the dark knight returns for mm-hmm. these other characters but for wonder woman and not only because it's so fucking good and mm-hmm. concise and easy to digest this one one volume of this one book um but also because we haven't really had that for wonder woman Mm-mm. right and so I, I I'm I parade Daniel Warren Johnson for coming up to to for, bat, yeah, grabbing the spotlight and turning it to her. You yeah, know? because I, I was telling this to Paul Damien off pod. Mm-hmm. DC approached Daniel Warren Johnson and asked him to do a black label book, and they're like, "What do you want to do? Batman, Joker, Superman? What do you want to do?" And he was like, "How about Wonder Woman? I've never really considered Wonder Woman. She's never really been the first person to come to my right. mind. I kind of want to." try wonder woman and this is what we got (laughs) this is what we got yeah it's it's beautiful too like some of the artwork is rough but that roughness in the artwork makes it so good no that's yeah his style is all about extremity and i don't mean rough in a bad way (laughs) no i I mean like it's it's a little gritty you know what i mean yeah he has a book called extremity and i accidentally made a pun oh (laughs) Oh, no that's good (laughs) no but Um, like his art it's all about the action lines and like the ferocity of the movement and the movement yeah yeah and so uh, that's why i really love his art my only issue is the lips, <laughs> the lips. I, you just I can't get the fucking lips <laughs> um, i wish i had that sound bite <laughs> speaking of the art how mm. did y'all feel about when y'all started reading when y'all saw wonder woman for the first time how she looks in the comic because normally you see wonder woman it's like a really light complected woman mm-hmm. yeah no you and think of caucasian exactly like, dainty features and now she looks she actually looks kind of Greek. Yeah. Um, a little on the Hawaiian side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. A lot on the Hawaiian back side. Back on the lips. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I loved it. I was. I thought it was really cool to have a colored Wonder Woman. And I thought yeah, that little know. the 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 cryo suit that she's even for in sure, when we first dude. revealed oh, it was, was sick. fucking sick. Yeah. yeah. So I even thought her costume. Explain changes. it to us. Go ahead and describe it a little bit. She looked. Uh, I mean, it's like a white gray suit. Yeah, it has like a white, lot of. It's like a skin tight space suit that's got like a lot of white. It's very tubing. alien kind of inspired, but I mean, alien. They're naked inside. She the like tubes. pops out of like a cryo chamber, right? When it happens, yeah. so kind of imagine that. And, yeah, and same with this first Hydra that we really get to see with yeah. you know, it's like a they're called Hadras. Hadra, with the, <laughs> you know, you can almost tell it's meant to be a warped human. It's got that like a skull yeah. uh-huh. face, which is like the extended out fangs, and it's just got this weird old obese body um but i love the coloring of it that it's like this blue and pink kind of shading and i was super bummed that we didn't get to see another one like this for a while when the other hydra popped up i was like i wanted all of them to look like that one (laughs) i was genuinely bummed we got like this much more generic uh kind of like wolf one that attacks just a monster yeah it's like a more general Mm -hmm. monster easy to draw kind of monster that like and i understand that that's obviously like foot soldiers or foot soldiers or something uh and it will make it make sense that's just it that they're like different people you know that really was like a big come around that even when that happened i was like there you go that's why they all look different dj dwj (laughs) man you fucking did it you are (laughs) this goes back to what i kind of talked a little bit on immortal hulk which is just like payoffs you know what i mean there was so much where you're right the story just fucking starts unforgivingly it's like you better better get keep keep up buddy Mm -hmm. um but by the end of it all these little setups you don't even realize were setups get paid off and you're like oh that's why that is like that you know that's why batman's laying on the couch just all all these little rewards i thought was um really what really makes this uh, a fun read and what made it by the end of it you're like this was great you know even if there was like a little bit of hesitation Mm. through it you know again speaking sorry but again just to speak on batman's death in this comic um i love it a lot like i can't express that enough Mm -hmm. because they didn't get somebody to kill batman they didn't get somebody that's just better than batman because they have superpowers or something like that he, he, batman died because he's a human yeah and he got radiation poisoning he That's went he kind of went out on his own terms he knew exactly. what was coming and there was no escape you think from it batman could handle that not necessarily <laughs> yeah. like stopping radiation poisoning once he got it but never gotten it in the first place <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no very true he could have wore a radiation suit but I, I i agree with paul damien it's almost like he put his complete trust in diana to do the right thing once she were to awake mm-hmm. but that also brings to the i guess it's not a plot hole but the question how was she supposed to wake up from this i think he just expected her to recover over at some time she would just wake up on her own and so maybe she wasn't done cooking in that 
Cairo Chamber because she comes out of this not as powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's also because Batman took her powers. Oh, that's right. Away or something. That's right. Which I'm I'm just gonna let that be. I'm not gonna be <laughs> yeah. like, how did he do that? I mean, maybe you that's know, what the but, amnesia yeah. is. She like can't even remember how strong she was yeah. so then that she can't even harness those powers because they're locked away through like i mean see that's technology her. whatever yeah so yeah when when batman in the flashback was like um using those like fucking robot hands to mm-hmm. compile that power or whatever right i thought he was making his own makeshift green lantern ring oh, and i yeah? thought i thought that the uh d was the character's name i thought he, I thought the oh, whole. I thought the whole reason Calex gave her the box was because she was she kind of always wore that aviator jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought Calex was Calex is the robot. Yeah, I thought he was like, "Hey, you should be green." Yeah, Lantern. you're the okay. closest thing to Hal. <laughs> I thought I thought D was gonna be like, um, what's his name? Is it Steve? Who? Oh, Steve, Steve Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. yeah, I thought D was gonna be like his. That's ancestor a very good call. Yeah, something. like his. Well, oh, like but, actually related but, to him because yeah. she is kind of his avatar in the sense she's of like being, his analog. Yeah, yeah. analog. That's what I mean. In the sense that she, he, she is the new faith that Diana has to put in into humanity. humanity. Yeah. Especially when Diana's like, "I love you." Yeah, and so I was <laughs> and like, she's oh, like, "What is the that? fuck?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you okay, lady? And to talk on that a little bit, we'd see those little flashbacks of Steve, um, you know, throughout it, and I liked that we kind of got that moment where she's questioning humanity. We see that he even in yeah. himself had like questioned, you know, it was like that. Right. So he pulls a, he thought of pulling a gun the first time he yeah. met Diana. You know, and he, so like, you see his hesitation. You see his hesitation. The fact that he is just as human. You know what I yeah. mean? That he had those flaws. He wasn't some perfect human for her to like base her ideas right. ideals on. On, he was as equally flawed from the moment they met to the point yeah. that he was about to pull a gun on a beautiful woman and be like <laughs> and it, it, it's crazy the way that works with diana with um wonder woman because she seems to love humanity because of their flaws because we're flawed beings you know and that goes to, to like a religious sense where people say like god loves you because you're flawed you know what i mean true yeah you know and just Diana being like related to quote unquote gods yeah. in the comics, it I just like, kind of makes sense, you know. I wonder how much of the origin, in sense of whenever uh, Hippolyta was going around cutting the palms of all the sleeping gods when they had that party. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how much of that is in like actual like DC mythology yeah. of the origin well, of Wonder. Because I, I know that Wonder Woman was molded by clay. Yes, like no, yeah. they talk about that. that that's what of I was times. even wondering as far as the gauntlets go: is how much of this Wonder Woman lore did. D-dub. D-dubs um, create. <laughs> create for this book and how much of it was pre-existing right. yeah. Wonder Woman lore because I really, you know, DC's not my forte. Cup, my forte and so I really didn't know but they all make so much sense for her. You know what I mean? Yeah. All of those things that we got introduced to I was like, that makes sense. It would make sense why she's such a powerful being, you know, and mm-hmm. so much more powerful than any other Themyscirian. Is that what you'd call them? Themyscirian? Yeah, Themyscirians. Yeah. Um, if she was... You could also just say Amazon. Oh, true. Because they're, they're Amazons. Um, molded by <laughs> um, the blood of all of these gods. You know, yeah. It just, it, right. Things like that make up, make her make more sense, I guess, is what yeah. it is. And make her power scaling make sense to the story because we have to assume that she's insanely powerful. You know, yeah. like on such a level that she can literally punch a hole through the heart, you know, an unbeatable heart, you know, or an unstoppable heart. I mean, she uses kryptonite to do it, but still, I get you. But he's oh. immune to kryptonite. Uh, so, should we talk on the Superman death? Yeah. I, I think we should save the... that on the second half of this episode. Okay. okay. Um, I want to talk about the humans that we... Meet, which, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kenny went ahead Our... and wrote down the names because I wasn't going to remember them. D- no. And Edog. Our, our initial group is D, Edog, Tal, and Jonesy. Jonesy, right, yeah. yes. And then we meet Thaden later, and he's like the leader of their whole group. What are they called? Does anyone remember? Um, Camp New Hope. Camp, Camp New, New Hope. I, the only reason I remember that is because I was like, oh, Star Wars New Hope. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Good. good yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> was that I, an accident? That was a complete 100% You were just accident. trying to keep the, the screen fresh, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. God damn it. Um, no, but I mean, we meet these kids mm-hmm. and, well, they're adults, but they they obviously, some of them have conflicting emotions about right. Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, and I really respected that because that rings true you know you've been away for 200 years no one knows what the fuck a superhero is i yeah and like speaking to that i kind of like when 
D is talking to Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman's like, I was y'all savior, you know, mm-hmm. I was here to protect humanity. And she was like, well, it looks like you failed, yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like right off the that bat, like you're funny. saying, you're getting these contrasts between characters of whether they like her or not, yeah. or whether they even fucking believe her or not, you know? Honestly, that back, that back clap was hilarious in my <laughs> opinion, where it's like, oh yeah, I protected Earth, I'm like, <laughs> did you? <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. really? <laughs> um but no i mean i really liked the the human aspect of this and that we got so much of it Mm -hmm. and that the book kind of revolved around the whole idea of like are the humans worthy of the gods but even on top of that are the gods like worthy of the humans Mm -hmm. right and there was that whole like you know aspect of like at you know she originally failed the humans should we should we take a break? Let's take a quick break, and then when yeah. we come back, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about how Wonder Woman fucked this all up. Yeah, yeah. To begin with, hell yeah, you big old messer upper. Wonderful, wonderful. And we're back. Oh, hey guys, hey, we're still talking about that dead ass Earth. Mm. Um, Some wonderful ass woman. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, no, but let's talk about the flashback that we finally get into understanding how this apocalypse even happened mm-hmm. in the first place. They keep mentioning, you know, the great fire or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and these... the kids even mentioned like, Oh, we just assumed that meant bombs, you know? Yeah. Like, so we even get a contest that's like, Oh, it's probably apocalyptic or, uh, a night or what am I trying to say? Like total annihilation, um, but, but yeah, yeah nuclear apoc- warfare. Yes. Is what I'm trying to say yeah. nuclear, nuclear Holocaust. Yeah. That's what I was thinking the entire time before like leading up to them telling us what actually happened true yeah no but i mean we learned that if anywhere the nukes had only pretty much well no the nukes had primarily landed at themiscara Mm -hmm. but they had magical defenses that were able to deflect some of them off into like Mm -hmm. surrounding areas or like one one goes to smallville and that's one of the reasons that superman Superman. goes away and doesn't help protect themiscara with wonder woman yeah he fucking protect smallville mm-hmm. yeah do we get we have to get like the the why of yeah why they're dropping bombs in the first place we get that there's a war between themiscura and right. the yeah. men going on and then humanity basically just wouldn't leave well enough alone and then then themiscura felt like they needed to be more of like a okay then y'all need to act this way and it mm-hmm. men don't like to be controlled is what she mentions and yeah. so it just caused war on both sides i love that full double spread panel we get where it's like, like all out warfare. warfare there's like tanks yes. next to pegasus and you're just like I, I just you're right i love clashing of fucking themes and worlds anytime sure. you fucking stick two things that should have never been put together on screen i'm like perfect did you ever <laughs> do you remember when we were kids and they would show commercials for this tabletop game called HeroScape? yes yeah Okay, so Todd Actually, and I had HeroScape, and it was shit like this, where it was, like, an army soldier and a dude that looked... Or, like, three army soldiers and, like, three dudes that look like they're from the Matrix <laughs> and, like, fucking Pegasus Knights and, like, you know, yeah. fucking, like, aliens. Hawkman, yeah. yeah, exactly. Hawkman, like, classic big-head alien. Yeah. yeah, and so, like, the whole idea was that you would collect all of your infantry across all these different dimensions and shit and have them battle on this like tabletop yeah it's it was so fucking cool and it's much like this where you see these Mm. two warring factions that shouldn't be next to each other but because we live in comic book land we're awarded such beautiful imagery like this and opportunities like this exactly yeah yeah. and I, i once again to go back to the how this book is so perfectly wonder woman centric like it everything has to do with wonder woman yeah and it it, it feels it feels more serendipitous than it does um like well it's a wonder woman book so cheetah has to be there you know what i mean (laughs) it feels like beautiful coincidence when it happens and so yeah no actually that's such a good thing to say as far as these aren't just things that are happening in wonder woman's reacting to them or like in the world and just having to deal with them everything is in one big circle coming back to her, you know, we come yeah. to realize that all the events of this book start and end with her, you know, and right. her, her choices versus like humanity just blew up the earth. Wonder yeah. Woman coincidentally was the last one to survive. And is <laughs> exactly. now just here, you know, like we find out, I'm just going to go ahead and say now that all of these monsters, you know, these Hadro that have been attacking the whole time are the fucking Themyscirans. Yeah. That yeah. The one bomb that managed to land 
turn them all into fucking boogies and they're horrifying and especially like that first one we talked about and her fucking mother did you, did you call them boogies yeah i called them boogies <laughs> <laughs> oogie boogies man oogie boogie yeah, her mom's fucking horrifying yeah. she's like a her mom's the best one so as soon as i saw her mom and it was cutting off her legs in the panel i was like <gasps> Something's wrong with her. Yeah, something's wrong with her. <laughs> and so, I mean, she's horrifying. She's like a fucking 200-foot centipede with a, just a human oh, body shit, for yeah. a head, you know? Yeah. And so, I just think that's where this turned instantly into a perfect Halloween read, yeah. um, is just those two things together. Imagining that this is what has happened to these immortal godlike beings that they have now, you know, probably through both mental manipulation and physical deformation, yeah. have turned into fucking monsters who have nothing left in them but vengeance towards humanity and that right. thing. and then there you go that's why they're just kind of popping up every now and again just to fuck with people yeah you know? just to eat them or some shit <laughs> just to um, eat them and some shit <laughs> you know if for those of you that are listening back to back we just did immortal hulk mm-hmm. and immortal mm-hmm. hulk does a great job at setting up this idea of deformation through the bomb mm-hmm. and it's something that I you know think we, of that. we did mm-hmm. akira a couple weeks ago as well and it's like depending on culture like we have different ideas of what the bomb does you know Mm. and so i love that nowadays now that we're more culturally accepting other cultures like like we don't see the bomb as like oh it creates you know the strongest avenger alive or over there it creates godzilla you know (laughs) so (laughs) so it's it's cool that we're actually not now i mean through fallout of course which came out in the Mm. 90s but you know just all it's more bleeding into modern day culture like like this where we can see you know how the horrors of the bomb rather than the positives of the bomb (laughs) Godzilla (laughs) I was about to say I don't think there's any positives about a bomb like exactly Um, well I mean that's where it's kind of crazy to think that maybe that's why the Hulk is a thing because they were like we need to make bombs seem more positive and they're like what if it made a hero <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, we, need, we need kids to like bombs how are we gonna do it unfortunately i feel like that's a thing <laughs> uh in reality when it came to the creation of the hulk it was it was always like just in case we can backpedal because they had just recently done the the uh, there was this big campaign where superheroes were bad oh. and so comic books weren't doing superheroes for a long time and so stan and jack were very cautious of that that's why the thing is in the fantastic four and that's why the hulk is a monster just in case anyone's like hey this is a superhero book they can be like actually it's a horror book look at the monster yeah. <laughs> look, at look at the monster <laughs> but then literally the next issue they can be like ben Grimm snapped he's a true monster now yeah. and then in the next issue of hulk he can be like oh i punched rick jones in the face and his head came off you know like they can do whatever the fuck they want and then the next issue they're like oh we figured it out he went to therapy he's good again (laughs) he went to therapy no but back to wonder woman no i mean it it's it's one of my favorite hydras is nubia because she looks badass she already looked sick as fuck and then when she becomes a monster she literally looks like like dc's attempt at like dark souls yeah you know what i mean (laughs) she looks fucking sick dude like i just i love and she becomes like such a fucking i wish you got like some better looks ever you know with her non-eyes whatever the hell grew out of her fucking face the talons her fingers (laughs) her fingers for eyes but i love that she goes up against cheetah I thought that mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. that fight was fucking sick because they like have swords and shit. No, there was a couple of good matchups oh, in well, this she, book. Cheetah had like an assault rifle yeah. or whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about Thaden and how he was like the the leader of A New Hope. Yeah, um, Star Wars Episode Four. <laughs> there you go. And how he what a character turnaround, right? Yeah, I loved his redemption in this fucking mm-hmm. book. I love that Daniel Warren Johnson gave the character the opportunity to have redemption to be better yeah Mm -hmm. and that he chose to also you know Mm -hmm. it wasn't even something where we were given the chance and we think the character's being better until he's not or he's like actually being manipulative the whole time right i like that he recognizes well and it's i i can so understand that like how impossible it is to be a leader you know and Mm -hmm. the fact that you're always gonna look like the bad guy to somebody is really something i can recognize coming into an adulthood and looking at how hard it is to be a leader yeah um but to be able to recognize like okay i was kind of fucking doing that a little wrong and to grow from that and be a better person is a great fucking story arc you know um and i'm glad that we got 
I'm glad that we got some stuff that basically tried to prove the point that humans aren't that shitty in this yeah. book because mm-hmm. we needed that balance in order for this story to really make sense because it wouldn't make it's it's all about one woman's faith in humanity. Yeah, her choice I mean, to have faith in humanity, and so we need more than just uh, D being the one Steve um, analog. Analog, yeah, you know, we sure. needed humanity to show it can grow. You know, right. I think Vaden is the perfect example of that speaking speaking on that point we there i feel like there's too many books or too many stories where it's like fucking humans man they're fucking it up Mm -hmm. and like this this book does a good job of starting off that way Mm -hmm. and then being like hey look it's not always your fault you know what i mean um and and just showing that sometimes shit can just happen you know so I don't know. Sometimes, Some, shit, sometimes can, shit can just happen. It always just makes me laugh when they go with that trope of like, oh, humanity sucks. Yeah. But they try. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that's why they're worth fighting for. And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> it, sure. It's always with godlike beings yeah. where they have to, yeah, do this kind of fucking turnaround. And it, and it is cool to finally see the heroes show up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, let's talk about, we never even actually fully talked about it, how Wonder Woman was the Great Fire. Yeah. And how she yes. crashed through what was it? Was it Metropolis or was it Gotham? It looked like Metropolis. And she takes, but that could only that could be just one part because mm-hmm. yeah. she. It looks like they they fight, um, a, like a, a lot of places, a bunch yeah. of different places, yeah. and then they end up in the Fortress of Solitude. True. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're fighting like through the sky, mm-hmm. um, Superman and Wonder Woman, and almost uh, invincible like. Where Omni Man and and oh uh, yeah that's yeah absolutely and Mark, and Grace Mark and are fighting yeah. Invincible obviously I want to believe they're moving so fast that, that it like it's just explosions to going by around them I can imagine that that's probably the fact where it just seems like the bombs had been dropped but in reality it was them crashing so hard through buildings and to the ground and then flying off somewhere else and crashing through shit eventually in the into the fortress of solitude that. It seemed like a fucking whole nuclear attack. Yeah, happened. right. Exactly. Um, but no, and then we see that Krypton, uh, Superman has kryptonite. Yeah. In a glass case, Just keeping it right by his yeah yeah his well, throne for some reason. He he keeps it near him just in case anybody needs to, in well and... anybody needs to kill him. Oh, true. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. like if he becomes the bad guy, uh-huh. he need he has a contingency even then for somebody to defeat him. Yeah. How much faith in in yourself do you have? Right? Do <laughs> like fuck, man. And I like that Daniel Warren Johnson. I feel like when he draws action, he draws it very uh very anime. anime. Yeah, yes. something I wanted to note oh, on God. now that I'm remembering is see we have the all the different fists from all the different punches that are mm-hmm. kind of like being drawn all on the same panel to show, you know, like he's being hit a bunch of times super super quick like that and, and you know just the over exaggerated you know open mouth big eyeball like, yeah. <laughs> i mean she could be saying kamehameha right there and it yeah. makes perfect fucking sense <laughs> um and then just the epic dramatic like silhouetted finale yeah. where you know she's oh, like punching dude. through his chest their blood is completely silhouetted out i mean it's just so anime but it fucking feels it looks so good it works so well you know to because God's fighting would be that ridiculous, drastic, you know, yeah. that, dr- mm-hmm. that drastic, that dramatic, you know, their hands would be moving so fast. They would just look like blurs, you know? No, um, it, it looks beautiful on page and it looks great. And it, yeah, I mean the, the art in this book, it, it speaks to how beautiful the story can mm-hmm. be because it's just all just, it's such a great package, the fucking art and story, all of it. Let's talk about the finale. Okay, well, mm. I want to talk about one more thing before okay. we talk yeah. about the finale, and it's that this comic book managed to give DC the absolute greatest weapon that has ever existed in the history of a DC comic, in my opinion, and that is fucking Wonder Woman's golden whip with Superman's Holy fucking shit. spine I and skull I did want to talk layered about that. over it as a fucking mace. Yeah. Dude, I... That right here, as soon as I saw this, the panel where she's holding it and she's got his fucking whole spinal column and the skull. At the the end fact of, that she ripped it out, dude. Yeah. Yeah. She was <laughs> she's like, like apologizing. Yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, Clark. And, and she just rips off his, horrifying. His How did she plan that? <laughs> I was like, this is the perfect Halloween comic. <laughs> but I think that's such a fucking epic weapon yeah. because it would be, it makes sense. It would be essentially indestructible right i have to believe his bones are as indestructible exactly. as he would be you yeah. know so she has now ma- turned what was a whip of 
truth truth into a whip of just beat your fucking ass down you know yeah. so. and she actually uses this whip to kill nubia yeah oh yeah, this yeah she's, right she like she smashes destroys her nubia's head, head yeah. with clark kent's head, head. yeah <laughs> so we could argue superman killed him. <laughs> he headbutted her to death Dude, even when he's dead he's still the fucking savior you need <laughs> definitely <laughs> No, I mean, that's true. Like, imagine the dark multiverse opens up and fucking, you know, Lex Luthor pulls this whip out of, you know, the dead Earth universe Dude. and uses it in the main universe. How it's crazy, crazy that he's made this fucking crazy ass weapon like this. Imagine it. if he uses it to beat the shit out of Superman. <laughs> imagine Superman using it to, like, fight Darkseid or something. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, no matter what, another yeah. universe pal. No matter what, Superman wins. <laughs> god damn it no you're right that is a fucking sick ass weapon i thought you were gonna be facetious i thought you're gonna talk about like some dumb like rocket launcher i forgot no, about or no. something. <laughs> i thought it was sick no it's, it's fucking sick you're right um to talk on the finale let's talk about the finale so the yes. hydra finally come to camp new hope which have been starving they've had impromptu leadership from mm. edog i love the line that diana gives him where it's like you are the leader and he's like i don't know how to lead shit and she's like every great man has your characteristics i know you'll be a great yeah, leader right. i was like that's fucking sick that's such a great line she's like i know great leaders you're fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> how did y'all feel about um uh what's it called d giving wonder woman her powers back and having to be like batman making the plan like oh a human needs to give her I thought it was cool that, that Calix was able to remember, or he was like be the, around. He was like the messenger for yeah. this, yes. you know. Um, Cal, uh, rest in peace, Calix. He gets like eaten by like a fucking hydra or something. What I was so hydras. sad about that. I liked that we got a little. This isn't anything to do. When we first meet Calix, we got a little go back to All Star Superman, oh, where yeah. she tries to pick up the the, <laughs> the key. key. Yeah. And like, I was like, oh, that's a fun little Easter egg or yeah. something I've read before. Um, but I thought Calix was great, and I think that's something Superman would definitely do: is like leave a little bit of himself in a robot. You know, mm -hmm. it's like totally, totally Clark Kent, in my for opinion, sure. for sure. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Clark and Cal. Um, fuck, what was I going to say? You're talking oh, about the end of the book? Yes. Paul Damien brought up the fact that D was the catalyst mm -hmm. of like bringing the powers back to Wonder Woman. It's like the god struggling because it doesn't have the belief it needs from its conduit. And then that human finally being able to say, I believe in you. I trust in you. And wow. giving the power back. I didn't even think about it like that. And. <laughs> Like a, a lot of like when you think about Greek gods and Roman mm -hmm. gods and stuff like that, there's a lot of mythos, um, especially like with comic books. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of mythos where they get their power from people's the beliefs. Faith. Yeah. Yes, from faith from uh, normal humans. My only, I guess my only like little irk with it is that uh, I feel like she's giving her the gauntlets in a moment of genuine desperation where they're like. Oh, they, it's not the gauntlets. It's like the, the golden orb or whatever. Oh, her it's a syringe. It's her, he, oh, that's right. It's, syringe. it's her power. That's right. That's, yeah. Anyway, either way, she's giving her powers back in a moment where they need her to have her powers back versus a moment where she's just like, I genuinely believe you deserve this. Again. Right. You know what I mean? And that's my only problem with how it's delivered to us in this story setup is that I feel like it'd be so much better if Diana could have either overcome this or could have gotten the powers before the final interaction right. in, a mo in a smaller moment of like you have proven to me yeah. you deserve these powers, you know, but versus I kind like, of agree with we're that. fucking losing this fight right now. The only way we're going to win is if I jack her ass up right now, you yeah. know, and so, you know, versus her deserving it and them needing her to have it. You know? I feel like that was my interpretation of mm -hmm. it. I don't feel like that that's maybe what D-Dub-J was saying. Yeah. Well, but no, regardless. But I think you kind of are right. They, absolutely. In, in the comic, they actually touch on that point. They do? Yeah. Um, because... Wonder Woman basically like thanks her or something, and mm -hmm. D's like, I don't have a fucking choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we don't have a choice right now. You need this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what does she say? Exactly. Oop. It's not like I. She literally says, "It's not like I had a choice." That's yeah, true. Exactly. Yeah. So it, that you're right. It kind of shows that it wasn't even like a you know a full belief. A full system. belief. That's where I think Batman's whole plan was a little broken. You know. Yeah. <laughs> He should have considered, but it it makes sense how he would hope that a human would find this thing, and you know through circ. Because I guess in his reality, they would have found her sleeping. Maybe that's what Batman's plan was. Yeah. But then why would he leave Kalex to have to the... have it at Superman's spot and not 
Yeah, whatever. I guess we'll I read guess too much into the semantics of well, they, COVID. I, I think they would. They knew that no matter what, you're going to look for Superman. You well, know, so the no thing is, actually, Calix was whenever he opens the door for Wonder Woman, he's like, "I've been expecting you for a long time." Oh, so he's right. already expecting her to he be was, conscious. He was waiting for her to show up, probably with humans. Yeah, and like. Like for her to mourn or remember. What, what if he she was literally just done? standing on the mm-hmm. other side of the door, like looking through a keyhole for all those hundreds of years? And that's why he was so ready when she finally showed up. He's like, oh, <laughs> would you oh, like some coffee? Finally. It's long expired. Yeah. Well, he's a robot. He wouldn't even comprehend the time. He's just like, and it's time. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's like, like an a, alarm clock going off. Yeah. <laughs> he just left a sensor on. Yeah. God damn. I mean, that's funny as we talked about that in All Star Superman a little bit too on how sentient the those robots would be yeah. in the sense of reacting in those kind of ways that's yeah. funny um does does calyx there's a bunch of them that help mm-hmm. him yeah okay it's like an army of calyx he has a bunch of them yeah yeah that's pretty fucking cool because the stupid uh kryptonian couple like abused that one oh, remember they like yeah. rip its arm off <laughs> 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 fucking lilo and yeah. fucking stitch Woo. <laughs> 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 um so this book ends wonder woman takes it on herself to fucks them all up but uh fucking hippolyta goes away oh that's true she the mom gets away she decides to leave and so camp new hope go to themiscira and make it their new camp Mm -hmm. and wonder woman returns to the hole that you know hippolyta was hiding away in Mm -hmm. and she's long gone and she manages to find one of her bangles, one of her one gauntlets. of her gauntlets. Yeah. yeah, is it a gauntlet if it's, it's just a, a wrist? It's a gauntlet. It is okay. Yeah. Um, ha, what do you think that that feels so open ended? Absolutely. Do you feel like we'll get a sequel to this eventually? I think we could. I think I would be fine if we did. I guess is even my thought to that is that I think this is a universe that could have more in it. You know, mm-hmm. they could do a second story that is like. The Flash did survive, or the Green Lantern did survive, you True, know, and yeah. then them coming back. Or like in. the Green Lantern Corps come, it's all new Green Lantern Corps, and they're like, we're here to, you know, like, if put you, Earth. Hmm? No, but like, we're here to have court. You have to pay for what you've done to Earth yeah. and killed Superman and John Jones. Or John, not John, John Jones. Jones? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, John Stewart. Oh. <laughs> um, honestly, John Stewart. I think they could even do uh, a Green Lantern storyline where John Stewart or Hal Jordan or any of the Green Lanterns that we know mm-hmm. can still be alive. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because we could... They could literally just say, "Oh, he was traveling at the speed of light this whole time." Oh, true. So to another universe time's or moving something. slower yeah. for him. So he came back, and now Earth is dead, and now he's like, "That would be fucking." We got to cool. take care of like, like Hal Jordan shows up, and he's like, "What the fuck happened?" And then exactly. he goes to the Guardians of Oa, and he's like, "Hey, Wonder Woman destroyed fucking Earth." Yeah, and so <laughs> he like goes to yeah. Earth and like our evil proxy or whatever is like it was diana she destroyed it yes. and basically turns him against her and so yeah that and so it would be, be the trial of diana mm-hmm. all right guys See, there you go we wrote it get writing yeah dwj get us up pal we're writing your book for you bro just a shout out that's all we need yeah just a shout out this was a super enjoyable read though i i i was a hesitant not hesitant going into it but i didn't know what to expect you know what i mean i um, it was an easy read. Too. It was an easy read. It was very digestible. It, it, it's kind of funny how we've been talking on ninety-minute movies and how we we kind of prefer them to the longer ones. You know, yeah. we've been kind of forcing ourselves through, and this kind of reflects that in the comic book side of things. Yeah, for sure. They did in four, uh, four issues. You yeah, know, like yeah, four comics and they were done, and we got a great story out of it that makes me want more versus having gotten this where this could have been eight to ten issues fully more expanded they could have done a whole weird middle arc with some other enemy or something you know they could have had a whole issue just about barbara or whatever and it could have beaten it down to the point that i was like this is enough this is enough of dead earth you know but now i'm left in a point where i'm like i need more of that earth i want (laughs) i want some more de you know yeah so for sure how do you feel about this ending paul damien and do you hope for a sequel I, I honestly think the ending is good as it is. Yeah. Um, it does feel... Like, no, I, I, I want to say this real quick. It does feel kind of odd that there's only one of her gauntlets. Yeah. How do you... Yes. What do you read into that? Like, that must be a message of more to come, right? Um, see, I don't, I don't really think so. No. Um, I think that's just showing that she still has a long way to go. Because, like, the gauntlet... Only having one of those gauntlets is like only having part of the human's trust. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're like, because even D's like, oh, 
does it work? Still work? Yeah. You know, it's like no, unfortunately, it doesn't. And then she kind of makes a remark like, "Well, you you better find it." You know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's like nicotine patches. They don't actually work, but they show you're trying. You know? Yeah, exactly. You, you have to have two, one yeah. on each arm. <laughs> but but I I think this ending is as good as it's going to be. I don't think that there needs to be anything more. after this. Would you like um, more? See, like like we, we were, we like we were just talking about. Um, like another superhero that was somehow away from Earth, somehow they find a way to make it so he's, or not he, but they yeah. survived whatever hundreds of years and came back. I think that's a great storyline that you can go a little deeper into. But in the end, with Wonder Woman, how she ends up at the end of this comic, they couldn't do anything to her anyway. She, I mean, she was able to beat the fuck out of Superman and kill him. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, no matter what where you go from here there's yeah. not too much more you can do True. other than showing wonder woman i guess rebuild society you know you know to, I mean, shit, you could literally it, this this moment could end right here and then the next thing you yeah. know dark side shows up and it's like i'm here to conquer the planet you yeah. know like you're already all fucked up so now i'm here to just take the whole thing and then boom we have you know that's someone i feel like could at least punch her out a little bit you know? <laughs> a little bit but i mean even still, Super, yeah. Superman's able to beat Darkseid. Wonder Woman beat the fuck. You know what I mean? You don't think Superman was holding back a little bit? I mean, he probably was <laughs> a little bit. But she I, punched yeah. a hole in his chest. He like, was probably hoping that yeah. she would have come around. I bet yeah. I bet he let all the air out of his lungs <laughs> to make like, his chest weaker mm-hmm. so that she could get through, you know, a little easier. <laughs> she was, he was just like, okay, Diana, you can kill me. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you kill me. Um, let's talk about adaptation real quick. Mm-hmm. Would you guys like to see this as an animated DC film? I'd be cool with it. I think it would be really neat. Um, and only be, mainly because it opens the door to a whole different audience. Mm-hmm. True. You know, yeah. so this is just one of those stories that I feel like more people should know about. Because it's cool. I it's agree. It's a cool story. I agree. Um, would Do you think that they would have to spice up the art in a different way than well, the house, the typical house I was about style? To say, here's my thing. I would like to see this animated, not by Warner Bros. <laughs> right. Well, not by okay. the style that <laughs> yeah, they have yeah. currently. You know, not by that consistency. I would, they would need to lean into the horror kind of aspect of it, you know, and I think this could be like a really scary, edgy story that they yeah. could, you know, do if they leaned into the more of the gruesome parts of it versus like the hero side of things, you know which is what who? they would do. I could see animating this and there's there's no way that they would, but you know who I could see animating this and do a really good job? Disney. Well, how, how so? What would you compare it to? Well, just Disney's because done? of the artwork fits some of the animation that they do. Yeah, I guess. You know what I mean? That's true. It's a like, little cartoony yeah. on that side. So I feel like they could do, especially with the color the color contrast and stuff. Yeah. Disney's really good with that kind of thing when it comes to animation. Mm-hmm. I agree. So I feel like they could really flush out this comic maybe, maybe in an animated yeah. show. <laughs> Yeah, say Plixar. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I mean, Kenny, I think, was really dead on with, like, notating how manga inspired this is. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think if, a, you know, a, a really fucking brutal team over there in, in Japan, over the seas, got their hands on this fucking property, they could knock this shit they out could of fucking the kill fucking it. park. Yeah. Like, that's what fucking... DC should do in response to the visions that the Marvel doing oh, the right. Star Wars Star visions. Wars, right. Like they, they should, should do, do a bunch of Japanese anime, you know, anime uh, companies. Superheroes. That um, would be fucking doing sick. a bunch of anime companies DC, doing individual superhero stories. Exactly. DC could fucking really compete with Marvel when it comes to popularity if they were to do that because mm-hmm. anime is hot as fuck right now. <laughs> it is. Hot. Fuck right now. <laughs> no, it I honestly really is. It's kind of crazy. Maybe it's just being here in San Antonio where everyone's a fucking weeb. <laughs> um, but I feel like anime just blew up once COVID hit. You know, quarantine yeah. and everyone being together. It's like even it's like the people who had refused anime for so long finally came out of the woods and were like, screw it. I love Attack on Titan. I love me some Naruto. You know, I'm going, I'm going home to watch some Naruto. You know, yeah. we got go all home the- watch Naruto <laughs> exactly. Go home. What's Naruto? Thanks, thanks, John. Naruto. Oh, what's it called? So another thing that I wanted to touch on, uh, we're getting towards the end of the podcast, so I want to make sure we don't miss this, Okay, is costume design for Wonder Woman. How did y'all oh. feel about it? Because I, I loved it. I thought it was pretty cool that she had, yeah, I mean, the obvious new addition, which was the fucking bat, bat belt. Mm. Um, I wanted to see... M- kind of more of that i wanted her the, to have like was that her utilities? costume because she picks up her own is that not her own outfit she picks i don't up know and what that like, is she the, was like close enough i thought it was maybe a robin uniform that she found in his place was my guess 
I don't know. I, I think, think it was. I think it might be. Because it, it, it was red and blue is the only thing. Uh-huh. And so I That's think. That's why I was confused. She just made it seem like it wasn't hers. hers. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I don't know. You boys that, are supposed to have these answers. I don't. I don't know what that was a reference to, <laughs> okay. if any. Because I mean, this is such. Yeah, this page I've pulled up is such a good example of what the outfit ends up being, which is the pants from what we originally yeah, see her, her like, and, cryo. Yeah, the cryo suit pants, and then yeah, I guess the what either it be hers or a Robin's. I'm thinking it's like an antique like of her costume yeah like hers from like the 40s or yeah. something and so maybe the antique version and then yeah the the bat mo belt mm-hmm. yeah i wanted i kind of wanted her to accidentally maybe there was like a montage of like different panels of her finding other gear from mm-hmm. other heroes that she missed and maybe she would have like a long dormant depowered like ring green lantern ring hanging around her neck or like um you know like dr fate's like cloak or something you know just all Clark's this glasses yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah just, I mean, so dramatic but yeah. amazing you know they're like who's that <laughs> they're like we don't know who that is anymore <laughs> no but i i kind of wanted more of that i thought it was cool that she did get the one item but it, yeah no, I, I i wanted to maybe him to lean into that a little yeah bit. no that would have been that would have been kind of fun actually to like have a little bit more little easter eggs about how her whole wardrobe came together yeah how do you feel about it, Paul? I mean, you brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really enjoy it. Uh, one of my favorite parts about her outfit uh-huh. is the tattered remains of her old outfit, of yeah. her, um, ba- I guess, glory day outfit, you yeah. know? So I, th- I think that's really beautiful. And th- it's just a good mix of of what she was and what she is now in the in her outfit. It's, it's weird to say that that's what her outfit is, but that's what it is. And I it's, agree. it's really cool. It's interesting. Um, I think this this book should be as beloved as any DC book. Yeah, yes, like definitely. any of the big greats, I think that this should be. I in think league. you're right that it should be put on a shelf right next to All Star Superman, uh, Batman Returns. You know, and a lot of those more iconic stories that you hear. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like those the, those names are so relevant. That this I genuinely believe to be put on that shelf. Yeah, right next to them. You know. Yeah. Well, um, that's it. That wraps up One Woman Dead Earth for us. We fucking dug it. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing Something is Killing the Children Ooh. by James Tynion IV what is and it? Werther Del Edra. Spoilers, it's candy. <laughs> candy is killing, killing the, the children. children. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, keep keep with us during this very spooky set of episodes. Ooh, we need Ooh. some spooky buttons. <laughs> we do need some spooky buttons. Um, uh follow like subscribe do all those things that we ask you to do that's in the show notes follow us on instagram hit us up our dms are open yeah talk some shit talk some shit get get hit but yeah so next week we will find out what is killing the children maybe (laughs) we'll see you there we'll see you on another time bye guys oh boy what a cliche oh one more thing. Sorry, we're we're not done. We have an unboxing to do. Let's just do one of them. Okay, yeah, we're just gonna do one of them, and it's gonna be the comic book related one. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, go ahead and describe what yeah. you're holding. So I went into Target yesterday and was blown away by the what I uh, just bought, and so I had to get it for our <laughs> cast because um, we needed we needed this fan to yeah. be here with us all we time. We need this so visual representation. I'm actually I'm actually gonna read it. It is a is a Legends Stan Lee. Uh, eight inch action figure wow. with 14 points of articulation guys <laughs> 14 14 points of articulation he's wearing some lovely khakis khaki yep. pants nice. he's got some nice white sneaks dude um, back at it again with the white fans. i know nice <laughs> damn stan damn stan damn stan <laughs> but he's got a nice white button down i'm gonna say this is a what a yellow a yellow sweater yeah you know, yellow sweater a nice yellow sweater he's he looks got, like a fucking nerd he's got some golden shades he's nice that nice gray hair and he's, he's doing the spider-mans <laughs> he has both hands he's doing spider-man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> so, i literally saw this and i couldn't pass it up and so that now, is literally the figure is what he looked like in 1999 makes him <laughs> and then the photo is what he looked like in 2018 or maybe maybe more like 2017 but still it's it's crazy how Who's young he? the figure looks you, you know the figure actually looks like um the spider-man guy is like give me pictures of spider-man <laughs> J. Jonah there we go jay jonah <laughs> So, so are we gonna open him or are yeah, we gonna let's, let's 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 pop him up oh it looks like we got a little <laughs> it's already, already starting pre- to open yeah dang dang so let's get, oh, get it on mic get it yeah. on mic <laughs> oh that sounds good <laughs> all right let's get you out of here stan <laughs> all 
right. How does he feel? Yeah, how does oh, he feel? He feels good. <laughs> Actually, the pants feel pretty good. I didn't. I don't know how I thought the clothes were going to feel, but they feel pretty let's good. See. All right. No. Ooh. Ooh. That shoulder. Did the shoulder right out of there? <laughs> Damn. I think I might have dislocated his shoulder right off the gate. Can I? Can I hold Here, him? Here. I'm gonna let you have stand the man. All right. Stand the Ooh, man. Ooh. These white loafers are nice. He's loafing around. The shoulder does feel like maybe mm-hmm. it's out of its socket. We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to take a couple of layers off old Stan Man. And <laughs> right. He's undressable. Oh. He has Velcro. Oh my god! Oh, it's for it's for uh, outfit swaps. Outfit swaps. <laughs> but he never stops doing the Spider Man. Oh my god! I'm literally removing Stanley's clothes. Oh right yeah, now. we are stripping Stanley on cast right now. You I know what's funny because the box says 17 and up, but this oh. is totally 18. We need and to up. be playing some central oh. music right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Because it does look like <laughs> for no, the audience, he literally <laughs> has a six pack and just the biggest, sexiest pecs you've ever seen on a fucking old man in your entire Honestly, life. I, I had joked previously that I wanted to undress him, but I think this is good enough. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, fact, he very Miami Vice. Yeah, sexy. <laughs> One of his arms actually is falling out of the socket. No, no. So they're weird. They're like they're, elastic. Yeah, socket. it's meant for the okay. articulation points. Yeah. So that's so fucking funny, dude. So check our Instagram oh to see God. sexy Stan the man. <laughs> he looks like a Backstreet sexy Boy. He man. literally looks like from the Backstreet Boys music video where they're like all in the white outfits. He looks like he's Fuck. gonna pick me up on Miami Beach. <laughs> but hey, you like cocaine? <laughs> um, you like so, Spider Man yeah. and cocaine? Follow us on Instagram to see this beautiful picture of Stanley. Um, he, I'm gonna post him every week. Yeah. This is a beautiful thing to see. Um, thank see you guys. Where Stan is this week. <laughs> we'll post a new picture of him every week. Um, thank you guys for listening. Now we are officially ending That's the episode. It. Get out of here. Bye. Bye. Latest on the men.